0: 20th. We are going strong for four days with also a bonus money session. We also have added our Facebook group with challenges and activities. Listen, y'all, we working. So in order to sign up to participate in all pieces, I want you to head down to the show notes and get on the boot camp experience list so that you can get started with us. Now, also Hey, welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast, where therapists deserve abundance. I am your host, Dr. TK, licensed clinical psychologist and the number one therapist business coach. So in today's episode, I want to continue talking about scaling your business. And the title of this episode is Stop Trying to Skip the Growth Stage of Your Business. All right. So first, I want to define what growth means in terms of you seeing profits In your business. So, the definition of growth in business is linear. And linear means that you are typically working more hours in order for your business to produce more cash flow. Um, Typically, in order for growth to occur, you at least want to have mastered one stream of income. First. Now that's the idea. That's not what most people do. Most people go out there and open up various streams of income, and then they may be earning money in some or all of the streams of income. But maybe, and let me know if, like, you know, in the takeaways or in the comment box for the podcast, let me know if this sounds like you. You have a lot of unfinished projects, or you really don't have a grasp of understanding your business uh, stream of income, all of them to its entirety. Maybe some of them are not, you know, being pushed out and marketed the way that they should, and you're not attracting the customers or clients or sales that you desire to have. And so some of that is usually the outcome because people have their hand in too many pots and they don't take their time to actually grow one pot at a time. Also with growth, what's really important is that you identify your target audience. Who is your ideal customer and or client? Have you created a machine? That's the idea in the growth phase is have you created a machine to build that one stream of income on a consistent basis? And consistent is consistent uh, cash flow in your business, consistent amount of customers or clients in your business. So have you seen Consistency in your business in the growth phase. And so you may be wondering to scale or not to scale. Am I ready? And so there is a need for additional products or services in order for you to probably scale your business. But I've seen people scale their business with one product because they take their time and they put All of their eggs into that one basket and they watch it grow, then they build a system, then they can work less, and then they can work less while earning more. Okay, so please note people, clients, or customers, they don't buy what you think they need. Okay, and this speaks to your desire to potentially want to have an ebook, a physical book, an online course, digital downloads, mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, just because you want to buy those things, just because you want to create them because you think they're cute, it doesn't mean that people will buy them. People or customers or consumers will buy what they feel like they need or what they will use. Okay. So time and time again, I encounter Mental health therapists, whether they become my client or not, I've encountered a large number of therapists who believe that the world needs their course. People need their book to have a different level of a lifestyle. They need their training or their therapy services. But all of this is possible. I I ain't saying that none of this is possible. But as a therapist, have you done your research to determine if there is a need for your product for your ideal client right now. Let me repeat that again. Have you done your research, hold or surveyed your audience to determine if they want your product, if your ideal client will pay for your product, and is it the right time for you to be launching your product, okay? So one easy way to assess the need of developing a new product or service is, as I mentioned, survey your audience. This can easily be done on the lower level on your social media page, in your stories, like surveying your audience using that poll feature, using the questions feature. You can also survey your current caseload if you're trying to develop a book that is directly correlated with your therapy services. And you can also survey the general public when you're talking to people. Start with family or friends. Just because they can't be your client doesn't mean that they still don't mimic the ideal of your ideal client, okay? So this means that you want to gain a better understanding of the need of your product and your ideal clients need for that product before you spend your time and money developing an additional product or service. And you want to be able to map out that product or service, at least the structure of it from beginning to end. So I may not have mapped out every single Thing that I'm going to give people in the Dope Therapist Academy when I first developed it, but I had the vision of the structure of it. I knew in topics, kind of like a table of contents, what I wanted to teach. I clearly knew that I had the information, but just how we write a paper. Sometimes we'll write out the table of contents and then we'll go back and we'll write on each chapter at a time. So I want to take you through some steps, specifically eight ways to assess your current business to determine if scaling is appropriate for your business right now. So the first step is, can you describe in words on a sheet of paper or on your computer, your ideal client? One of the things that I always encourage my clients to do is close their eyes, like record themselves reading the description of their ideal client. And when they close their eyes and listen to the recording, can they actually visualize their client? If you cannot visualize your client, you need to do more work because the visualization will also highlight characteristics, it will highlight traits, and those are the things that you speak to on platforms online when you're speaking to your ideal clients. Uh, Number two, can you describe their presenting problem in words without using DSM-5 lingo? Without psychobabble, can you describe? So for example, if someone said that they're depressed, how would you describe their depression? Look in the DSM. Do they isolate and withdraw from one another? You know, so when my clients come into therapy, I actually don't let them say they're depressed. I actually have them describe their depression because their depression can change from session to session. You want to be able to describe your client's presenting problem because again, this will help you market to them online. Number three. The transformation that they will experience after working with you, again, you want to be able to write that down. From someone coming to therapy with me and they are in couples counseling or family counseling, I would hope that if they do the homework, they will be able to have a better understanding of one another in terms of how they see their future together. They will also be able to have mature conversations as it relates to having children, um, career, purchasing a home, finances. I have a whole list of those things like in one of my books. So I always have a transformational framework and outcome of where I see my clients going if they join me in the journey of whatever service or product that they're getting from me. Um, Number four, what is your price point and does it match your true value? Have you thought about it? Does that price points sit well for you, you know, with you, do you have to work on your money narrative? Because this also speaks to your level of confidence. When you're scaling your business, you cannot be in your own way. If your service or your workshop is a thousand dollars, you can't be showing up saying, "Mm, I think you can pay 500, you know, like, no, your product is a thousand dollars for your ideal client. That should match them investing in themselves for whatever your service is. And if they can't pay $1,000 and if you don't have an installment plan or a payment plan for them, guess what? They're not your ideal client right now. And that's a hard pill for some of y'all to swallow because you're trying to be everything to everyone, okay? So along the lines of price point and value, do you have work to do in particular stages of your confidence before you scale? Do you need to sit down and write out your money story? How do you view money? Can you actually say the real amount of money that you want to charge without you feeling scared? Okay, number five, do people pay for your services at the actual services value? So that's tied into number four. Number four was just naming your price. But number five, can you actually see yourself putting that out there, putting the dollar amount of the value out there so that people can actually pay for it and you good with it? Number six. Do people or have people who maybe have engaged in similar or the product or service that you want to offer in your business that you want to scale, have they been able to finish the services or the product? So have they finished your book? Have they finished therapy services? If you have a group practice, do the clinicians that you hire actually have a good graduation rate? or treatment completion rate with their clients? Because that speaks volumes of the structure of your group practice. If you have online courses, do you have people speaking about like testimonials, which is actually number seven. So do you have social proof? It's not required for you to create a new product or service, but it is highly suggested. And a lot of you have testimonials from therapy clients in which you incorporate the same strategies, but maybe the strategies will be broken down a little bit different in an online course versus therapy. Okay. Number eight, have you created a system and it is written down? The system includes how your clients get from the presenting problem, which was number two, to the end of treatment, which is number six or the the end of your product or services. Is your system documented? Because businesses that scale, have systems. And the reason why you need systems is because if you want to take a break, if you want to take a vacation, the goal would be is that you can take off from your business and don't have to still work in your business. You don't even have to work on your business. When you're off, you're off. A system either runs your business or somebody that you've hired or your team that you've hired is running your business. Okay, so you have to have a system in place so that you can delegate those things to someone else and they can pick up where you left off. So let me recap those eight ways to assess your current business to determine if you should even entertain scaling. Can you describe your ideal client in words? Um, Can you describe their presenting problem? What is the transformation after working with you after they've used your product or service? What is the price point and is it at its true value? Have you actually put out your price or can you feel confident of putting out that price and your ideal clients will pay for it? Number six is... Can people or have people been able to finish your product or service? Number seven, after they finished it, have you been able to collect testimonials? Because that leads to social proof. And number eight is, do you have a system documenting all of your steps to get a client from A to B? So you may be saying right now, do I need all of this in order to add streams of income? And I'm going to tell you it's not required. But again, it's highly suggested. I'm just speaking to you from personal experience and also interacting with other businesses and business owners that have made multi-million dollars a year. So if you think about it like this, if you don't have systems in place to catch the new clients, to onboard the new customers or clients, to take care of them, to make sure that they have their product or service. Uh, Maybe an automated email sequence to nurture your audience once they've purchased or have engaged in your product or service. If you don't have systems to catch all that the first go round when you're growing your business, how do you expect for your business to scale and you work less and earn more And it's double the amount of customers or clients, okay? So again, you don't need all these things in place, but if you don't, you're gonna end up working in your business way more than anticipated. Therefore, you're truly not scaling. So can you earn six figures by not having systems in place? Yes, (laughs) I did it. But then I got burnt out and I realized that I needed systems and people in place to help me with my business. So can you scale your business Yes, you can do it by decreasing the amount of hours that you work in your business with these systems in place and having a good grasp on the product and or multiple product suites that you offer in your business. However, you will have to dedicate a certain amount of time per week, at least, of working on your business. On is capital O-N versus in. Some people believe that they're scaling their business and you're always working in your business not working on it. So the difference of working on it or in it is when you conduct therapy services, you're working in it. When you are training your assistants so that they can do consultation calls, they can do your medical billing, that's you creating systems to work on your business because eventually you will be able to remove yourself and your system will still run. Okay. So in 2020, if you don't know my history, I my business experienced a serious quantum leap. I increased my revenue by 436% in less than 12 months. This was all done and it was all possible because of the eight steps that I provided to you a moment ago. I end up sitting down, sitting still, and I wrote out my framework for every single product and service that I offer in terms of who is my ideal client. If it's therapists, of course, what level of their life, mindset, and business do they need to be in to qualify to be successful in particular programs? What is their presenting problem? What is the transformation that I can guarantee them that if they use my products and services the way I set up, that they will experience another level of abundance, okay? After investing in whatever I have to offer, I chose to also charge my value. I was not doing that in twenty. 20- 19 and before. But in 2020, I decided I'm not going to charge anything less than the sticker amount that I put on my products or services. I also went to another level and I required myself to obtain testimonials from my clients when our cohorts from things like the Dope Therapist Academy were over. When I had a live event, I also wanted to capture testimonials um, because that moved me up the expert ladder because I can now use those as social proof to show like, hey, if all these therapists are winning, then I clearly got something good. And I now have a dedicated Instagram page called Dope Therapist Community that you can check out and it highlights all of the wins, including our podcast episodes and any live events that we host in the Dope Therapist Community. Now, one big thing that I do want to share that idea that was very different from 2019 and before is that I also stopped trying to be everything to everyone. I niched down and this was hella scary, but I decided to only serve therapists. Before then, I was serving anyone under the sun that wanted to learn about running a business at the basic level because of the things that I had done thus far in my business. I started with the Dope Therapist Academy one product, one online course as an extension of my business beyond private practice. I then took those students who were interested in going beyond their private practice and then I opened up the mastermind program. Do you see how I did that? One program saw what the need was for them to learn things beyond their private practice. And then I opened up the doors to the mastermind program. So truth be told, I attempted to launch the mastermind program in the previous year. And because I did not have the systems in place, I truly believe that's why I was not attracting students to join that program because I was interviewing clinicians, but things weren't working out. So I chose to shelf it and go all in in 2020 for the Adult Therapist Academy. And when students would come to me or clinicians would come to me and ask, Asking me about scaling, I was at that time just serving clients one on one. Okay. So I did not have help in my business as well before 2020 outside of one person as I do now. I had a team of usually one assistant at a time. It was either a personal assistant or like a general VA. But now, In 2020, going into 2021, now moving into 2022, I have a dedicated bookkeeper that makes sure that my money is on point. We predict our income, our revenue streams every single month. Um, I have a customer service representative. I have an HR consultant. I have a Facebook ads agency. I have a Facebook community manager that also covers everything in our online courses with the uploads and access to our students. I also have a dedicated podcast manager. I have a video editor and a copywriter plus people that just help me when I need help, okay? So I've been able to build out a full team, but of course it was one person at a time based on me leveraging my time and working more on my business versus in my business. Because all of those titles that I just listed, I was doing all those tasks By myself, I still had a podcast. I still had videos on social media. I still had launches happening. I still had online communities. I was still running Facebook ads. I was onboarding clinicians in my group practice prior to my online business. And then of course I was onboarding clinicians to my coaching programs. I was doing this all myself. I don't even know how I'm still standing, but I'm here. And clearly I'm here for a reason. So are you a mental health therapist and you need to work on your lowest hanging fruits to make sure that your systems are in place? If you want to manifest a profitable private practice, I would highly encourage you to check out the Dope Therapist Academy. So by the time you're hearing this episode, if you listen to it as soon as it dropped, we have opened up the doors to the three days of the Manifest a Profitable Private Practice Bootcamp. If you want to check out free content so that you can assess the health of your business, you can become a better version of you as a business owner, and you can learn not to leave money on the table, whether you have not started a private practice yet, or you already have one and you still need to assess your current business so that you can position yourself to scale. I would highly encourage you to head over to Instagram, Check out the link in my bio. The link to Instagram is in the show notes. Um, My Instagram handle is Dr. Spelled out, Dr. TK, psych, like psychologist. And I always send people to my Instagram because I'm constantly offering new things or like new cohorts of things or live events. And I want you to always have the most updated link when we Put links in our podcast episodes. Some of the links may expire. So also, I post other, you know, uh, positive things about business ownership for therapists on my actual podcast. Okay. Um. So if you want to join us in the boot camp, the boot camp runs from September twenty third, twenty twenty one, and then it ends the first week of October. We will be opening up enrollment for the Dope Therapist Academy, which is also the last uh, cohort for twenty twenty one. October 4th to October 8th. So again, if you want to learn more about this program, head over to my profile on Instagram and click the link in my bio to at least join us in the bootcamp virtual party. It's free of charge. Come and have fun. The link is in my show notes to my Instagram. And in the meantime, stay connected. Um, Share this podcast episode with other therapists that you know this information will be beneficial to Also, if you can tell me what was your biggest takeaway from this episode and then rate the podcast episode, I would greatly appreciate it. When you rate the podcast episode and or leave comments, it does show iTunes that people want to hear the information, especially as we just finished talking about this topic of surveying your audience. And so if you feel like this information is very beneficial to the mental health therapist community, then please follow this podcast show. And then also let me know your biggest takeaway. If you want additional free resources, I'm going to hook you up. Check out the freebie library. That link is also in my show notes. And in there, I have abundance checks for you to manifest profits. We have a branding toolkit along with some other marketing tools. And then we also have some additional bonuses to certain podcast episodes like downloadable workbooks. And we also have our newsletters in there where we feature our mental health providers and our programs that are winning in the growth and or scale phase. So I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye.